Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer that dropped just last evening. Uh, and, uh, join us or check out the YouTube version where you can watch along with all the freeze frame stuff. Check it out. YouTube.com slash TV. All that right off the side, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and with me today is the wonderful, the man from Animation Deliberation himself, J. Scotty St. Clair. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. It's been a while, but I'm excited to be back on the cast to talk about an exciting trailer with you. How are you? Dude, absolutely. I am pumped because this trailer looks sweet, and I'm pumped because you're on the podcast. Uh, always a pleasure to have J. Scotty on. Um, so, I say we just dive in. Let's watch this trailer one more time. Uh, we're going to watch it here, right here live, and then we're going to dive into all the particulars and just have like a loose conversation. And then we're probably going to do some frame-by-frame stuff as well. So, right, let's watch it. Wow. I mean, yeah, I'm in. I'm very much in. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I like that first trailer a lot, but this really put the mania in Quantum Mania and... I am super hyped. Yeah. A lot of the visuals, I mean, uh, Scott being like buried in a million Scots, uh, and stuff reminded me almost of like Dr. Strange levels of weirdness. Definitely. You know, like a million hands grabbing onto his face and stuff. Like it feels very, very much like, uh, you know, like this is going to get crazy. This is going to get crazy. And and the biggest takeaway for me though, is that, and we kind of got this from the first trailer, the, the first major trailer, but like this looks like Scott is going to make a deal with the devil and not mm. like we, we had, we had, we'd speculated that like maybe he'll make a deal to like get out of the quantum realm, but like not fully understanding who Kang is or what he's going to do, which is maybe still the case, but like it sounds like he's offering Scott a chance at reversing time. So this yeah. sounds like to me, like a much more selfish decision and maybe even like, uh, hu- hubristic decision. That's mm-hmm. not a word. I'm sure it's not. A f- he's like, <laughs> uh, but like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, instead of just like, oh, this guy, like teaming up with him and then getting double crossed, it seems like he's, which also seems like it's going to happen. It seems like this, right. he is like making a decision to use time travel for his own purposes, not just right. like get out of there, but like to go back in time and have time with Cassie because he's right. regretful of the you know the time he missed yeah definitely uh you know you bring up the visuals that are very reminiscent of dr strange and i agree and that's one thing i really appreciate is how the the mind-bending visual language from like dr strange all the way back in 2016 has really permeated the mcu and with this being the first installment of phase five i I thought it was really fitting the way they and they injected the the text into the trailer like witness the beginning of a new dynasty like Mm. and i I agree with everything you said about it looks like scott's gonna make a deal with kang but we just we got so much kang in this trailer compared to what we've seen of him so far and i think between scott's dialogue the rest of the dialogue all comes from kang except for maybe a line or two from janet so um, Mm. again making the comparisons to dr strange kang doesn't seem like he's going to be a villain like dormammu who who kept to his bargain it doesn't seem like kang is going to keep keep his bargain with scott mm. so or at least 
the bar. It, it reminds me of like uh, like a genie. You know, you you, you oh, make yeah. the wish with the genie, but then yeah. they have the twist. Sure. And it looks like he's going to be like, yeah, we'll give you that uh, future you want, but not the way you want it. You know what I mean? Or like, we're mm-hmm. giving you, or, or may, and maybe just directionally not like, that's, a, that's such an interesting thing. We kind of expect even the villains to live up to their word. Like, I yeah. think the, a lot of the best villains do. You know sure. what I mean? Very rarely does a villain uh, or, or a trickster, as it were, just like tell you one thing and then completely do the opposite. Like, hmm. you know, it, it, it's often that like, oh, monkey's paw thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, the gift of the Magi. Yeah. Gift, oh, right. The thing where they swap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that sort of thing. Um, so, when you, like, why wouldn't we think that Kang would just straight up lie to him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, it's interesting, like, because they want us to have empathy for the villains so often, it seems like they still make them have some sort of honor, some level of honor. But what sure. if Kang has this much power, but his level of honor is like nothing because he just mm. doesn't care about these people. These aren't real people. He says it. He says the, what you call a life. Like, that's terrifying. The oh, yeah. idea of a villain who has like such power and no like not even a code you know what i mean sure (laughs) oh it sounds so cool i want to see it when you have the power to rewrite existence and shatter timelines yeah maybe you don't keep yourself beholden to trivial concepts such as honor right or just like honesty or right just like as soon as he gets what he wants from scott he's just going to take what he wants you know he's not doesn't really care about like he doesn't care what scott thinks of him or anything like that you know yeah. Scott will not exist. The other line I really love um, is, I don't have to win. I just have to make sure we both lose. Right. Yes. It's very like fitting for the Ant-Man character, like just sure. down on his luck. Like, I just, I like that a lot. I like him mm-hmm. being willing to get, it's, it's self-sacrificing. It's, uh, you know, sacrificing what he wanted because he realizes the stakes were higher than he thought. Um, I, I really like that line a lot. I can't wait to see what the context is. Yeah. I think that line in combination with King's line about like, you might not want her to see this just like eeks of like desperation and how heightened the stakes are at that point. And you mentioned about Scott getting Kang what he wants. I'm, I'm very curious as to what it is that King actually wants, but in terms of the story, we're actually going to see like the Ant-Man films have historically always been heist films. So my mind is kind of going to the thought, does Scott make this deal with Kang thinking that he can outsmart Kang? Like, I will perform this heist for Kang, but then I will double-cross Kang, and it doesn't end up going that way. Does, you know, Kang start off actually altruistic and wanting to honor his word, and it's when Scott double-crosses him. Maybe Scott's the one that does the double-crossing. You know, he is historically a con man, and it looks like Cassie, for better or worse, is, is following his footsteps a little bit. Mm, that's true that's true she's in jail at the beginning of this movie i think uh we have a big clue as to what scott thinks of kang um and that is we see janet telling hank and hope that you know this guy is bad he can he can mess with all of time and all Mm. this stuff but we also have seen from both trailers there's two camps there's the hope janet and hank camp and there's the cassie and scott camp and they get separated so I have a feeling the the deal that he strikes with Kang is going to be before he gets the knowledge that Janet has. Okay. So like if they're separated, 
um, it's likely he will do the job for Kang, whatever the job is. Maybe it's a heist. You know what I mean? Maybe he okay. uses his heist skills to get in and get what he needs for Kang. Give Kang something. I don't know what he could need down right. there in the quantum realm. Um, I'm I'm assuming it has to have something to do with like him escaping the quantum realm still that still seems most likely to me yeah i don't have any strong basis but i would imagine it might have to do with something with like the stabilization of timelines because it looks like there's that one scene where ant-man is like reaching up to like there's a golden light kind of coming down and he's like basically hoisted himself up on multiple versions of himself and you see some of them kind of being like pulled apart like with string theory or kind of like what we saw Thanos do with the reality stone or some of the Dr. Strange visuals again. So I'm wondering yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's something that would allow Kang to exist in the reality that he wants to, without being destabilized for lack of a better term. Like that's kind of where mm. my mind went based on what I was seeing there. And it looks like that's when Janet kind of comes in and saves him. Ant-Man. That mm. was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And that, makes less sense if it's like something that allows him to stay stabilized while manipulating all of time and space, you know? Oh man. The the, the one worry that I have about this movie, and I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think it's going to work. Uh, but I just don't even understand what Kang's doing. You know what I mean? Like okay. when he fires his weapon, what is that weapon? You know what I mean? Is it, is it altering time in some way or does he just have a blaster? You know what I mean? Okay. Like he's just like the, so when all those Scots are running together and they're all piling towards some like purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, are all of those Scots conscious actors in that moment? Are all of them like working together? Like a million versions of Scott have been separated into all those versions. Are they all consciously doing what they're doing or are they somehow shadows of the Scott we're seeing? Like, I don't understand. I'm looking forward to like the weirdness of that. Oh yeah. If Scott is split into a thousand personalities and then all of them are somehow sort of pruned except for one, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, what does that mean? Uh, Yeah. Also, don't don't tell anyone this. Don't tell don't tell Haley or Jeff this. But okay. Ant Man Ant Man's got three variant points right there. You know what I mean? In the if for it's, the for yeah. the yeah, that's a, there's a lot of variant points. I think Ant Man might be a good call. Yeah, it's already in the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea really when it comes to like these multiple versions of Ant Man. I think that would be the route that I would go that would make the story a little more weighty is if we were having to sacrifice like, you know, hundreds and thousands of Scott Scots at a time to achieve one goal. And it's all up to this one version of Scott. Like, you know, I, I could really see that like putting the mania in quantum mania and, and giving the story a little bit more weight. But to go back to what you brought up about like what Kang's powers are, like I I'm with you. I don't really know, but like that blue color, that blue color that comes across his face shield, the blue color that he's blasting even when the marvel studio logo pops up it has like a shimmer of that blue energy so i i don't know if it's just quantum energy something that's keeping him alive he has the scarring on his face so like my mind kind of went to like what if his body was like starting to be like split apart at one point in time and he has to like constantly mm. like use this blue energy as a way to like keep himself anchored in the in the quantum realm so he's just not split apart because he's gone to so many different timelines like 
That's that's kind of what I th I thought, but it yeah certainly seems like he can use it as a weapon with blasting it and whatnot. But I found myself definitely drawn more to the like physical combat rather than the blasty blasty stuff. I'm hoping we see more of that that physical combat because that's where he looks scary. He really does when he steps yeah. on uh, Ant Man. I mean, yeah. just kind of funny stepping on Ant Man uh, <laughs> in, in that moment and like bursts his helmet and cracks his helmet. It just looks so forceful and so strong. Um, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone in the chat just said Kang Smash. Uh, <laughs> T Man, T Man, ten seventy three. Thank you for that. Um, yes. Yeah. So are you? Uh, there's so many things I could say. Uh, I, I'm really excited about this, but you want to get into the frame by frame and see what else we happen to see? Yeah, I, I think the last thing I will say before we get into that is just, and I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet, but MODOK. We oh, got MODOK. Right. MODOK confirmed. Yeah. And from what I understand, from like, I don't, I don't know where we got this information, but people say it. People, there's speculation, or it was in a trailer for Comic-Con or something, that that's a... Uh, Corey Stoll? I believe that because there's the one shot late in the trailer where it's like full on Modoc in the center of the camera. Looks like he's wearing like a, or he might be entirely mechanical or he, at least he has a face shield on. But there are shots previously in the trailer with Kang. Some of them are kind of overhead. Some of them are off to the side a little bit, but you can actually see Modoc without the face shield on and you can see it, it does resemble Corey Stoll. So I, nice. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to point those out to me when we get to yeah. them because I, I did not see those. I just saw that one shot. Uh, all right. Good. Good. But yeah, good call. Cor I can't yeah. believe they're bringing. Uh, and Corey Stoll was the character who played, or the actor who played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant Man. I right. really love how much the first Ant Man sets this movie up. The, the oh. more I think about it, like, like that whole movie is about, like, diving into the quantum realm and like mm -hmm. what happens if you go down there and the second movie is all about saving uh janet from the quantum realm and then it's like now we're just in the quantum realm and yeah. i really like the progression of those movies we've gotten to the characters and but it's clearly been heading to this you know definitely all right well we're gonna scrub through this and press play and uh see what happens and go go real slow in places and see what see what we find um kang says you're an interesting man scott lang um, and then we, we have, uh, Scott being, uh, being a superstar, which we know from, uh, the Kamala Khan show that he has a podcast. So he's like, I guess him and uh, Hope are now like superstars in the world of superheroing. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying the limelight. He's got his podcast, big me, little me. I think he, I can't remember where it was revealed, but I think he also wrote a book. I think maybe in the last trailer we saw him perhaps reading what looked like a a like an event where he was reading from his book i can't remember the title of the book but he's definitely milking his experience and and kind of relishing it so i don't blame yeah. him at all yeah me neither <laughs> oh man all right then we get then we get into the what looks like quantum realm madness here definitely um so let's start going going a little slower See what see what we see. Ooh, look at that. just uh, the the CGI looks really good in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, I, I always find that in these movies when they when they actually go to the quantum realm or some ethereal plane, that's when some of these CGI suits and stuff look their best mm. because I guess just the environment is already kind of make believe. I think a lot of times the problems come when you have these CGI things like mixed in with real elements. You know, sure. And you're like I can just tell there's a seam there. You know, definitely. 
Very cool. He says, you're an Avenger, you're a father, or you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. And then it shows Scott looking at his phone, a picture of young Cassie, and then it cuts to a picture of Cassie getting out of jail. And it looks like all of all four parental figures are there looking disappointed. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, by that, I mean Scott and Hope and Janet and uh, Hank, not. Well, I don't know if this, this may be a different shot. This may be some, from a different part of the trailer. It, it, it could be cut differently. I wouldn't be su- surprised. But um, Kang's monologue there kind of sticks out to me. He talks about how you've lost a lot of time. And it, it goes mm-hmm. from that shot where Scott's looking at the young picture of Cassie to the new actress playing Cassie as she steps out of the jail cell. And you really got to wonder, like, he's probably got to as close as he is to his daughter and how he would do anything for his daughter and how all of these stories has been, have been motivated by his relationship as a father to his daughter. He's got to feel like some level of estrangement to have missed so much of her life, whether he was in jail, whether he was on house arrest or being stuck in the quantum realm and missing out on the blips. So um, I I appreciate that emotional through line that they're really driving home already. Yeah, I completely agree. And I really, Hope that they don't make it like the the storyline I'm seeing here is that mm-hmm. Scott is sad that his du- the way they've put this trailer together and I don't even think I don't think that shot of him walking in with Hank and Scott and Janet is even from this this scene but it makes it look like Scott is disappointed in his daughter for you know getting arrested or something and now he's like right. he's lost so much time with her he couldn't like raise her but like dude you were an ex-con like I don't think you would have necessarily done a better job like you're fine. <laughs> um, like this is this isn't like uh, no no than against ex cons, but like it's not like his example would have like been that much different. Um, but maybe that's just not the plot here. Maybe that's just the way they put the trailer together. Sure, because I really if, if if the whole reason he doesn't want or wants to like change the timeline is because his his daughter's turned out to be like a little like rough around the edges. I'll be annoyed. <laughs> I, I'd like it to be because you know. He just wants to have the time with her or whatever. You of know? course. Yeah. Uh, okay. We got another shot of the lab and it's pulsing and pulling everyone in. There's that blue light. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had something I meant to mention in the pre-talk here before we even got into it was that something that seems confirmed in this trailer that was not in previous trailers was the fact that um, it seems like that army that's being built is Kang's army. We had sure. speculated it could be someone else's and if Kang's all alone, he's trying to take down whoever that is to like be able to escape or whatever, but it looks like that mm. big army is Kang's army. Yeah, that's that's what I took from it as well. Yeah. Yeah, in previous shows we didn't really get them together. Um so then the entire lab's being sucked into all the all the items in the lab and the people are being sucked into the quantum realm because of this device that uh, Cassie, we know from the other trailer has brought to them. Mm-hmm. or built with somebody. And, and we saw it in the last trailer too, but I appreciate the fact that Scott doesn't get sucked in like forcefully. Like he lets go once he sees Cassie go and he's like, I'm immediately going in after her. Yeah, for sure. He's trying to save her. And then when he can't save her, he's like, I'm, I'm in my, yeah. it's nice. Not only it looks like Janet and hope and Hank have already gone in. So it's like yes. everyone he loves has just like been thrown into the quantum realm. And I think he's just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then we get this just great, like, I don't know, almost imperial looking, uh, like Star Wars imperial looking floor. Definitely. Um, with Kang walking forward. I just imagine that 
this is going to be a, a this is going to be a villain that we're going to like love for a long time. I feel like. Oh yeah. This portrayal, you know, we all talk about Thanos, and Thanos is a great villain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Vader uh, is like. There's only a few that like to me stand out as like the villains of all time, and this is looking. I know it's early days, but man, I am pumped for this uh, portrayal of Kang. Yeah, one thing I noticed in this shot that stuck out to me is after the blue energy kind of dissipates from his face, his eyes remain blue. But I believe yeah. in the next shot when we see him, his eyes are no longer blue. So I'm wondering again what's what purpose this blue energy is serving, and if it like stays with him for a while, and he has to like constantly go back to it as a source of sustenance or or something like that. Mm. It's interesting. I I hadn't thought that. Like I thought it was just like just just kind of how his whatever power he's using is is blue. But yeah, I didn't mm. I didn't notice the thing with the uh, the eyes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's the the blue is like keeping him like in some sort of stasis or young or whatever because clearly he's like centuries old. It right. seems at least some of the Kangs are. Yeah. Mm. Then we have Kang walking out and looking at this like, you know, uh, the the quantum realm basically, but this city in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And again, these like spheres that are like are like these discs that are lifting up over. This structure, as she says, he he uh, he can re- rewrite existence. I imagine that's it, his fortress. Yeah, it looks like his fortress, and possibly some sort of weapon. Yeah, um, like his fortress looks like it may function in some way to like mess with timelines. Sure, sure. And see, th- then we get this shot of Scott dividing and becoming two Scots. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that's the thing; like these look like they're two Scots that are fully Scott. Like they don't look like right. shadows or other versions. And the fact that he split there makes it me think it's the same Scott that has just been split into two, which makes me think this is the beginning of that scene where we have like, you know, thousands of Scots running. And I'm just really interested to see like how they portray that and how that works on like a, I don't know, a character level. Like how, how does he experience that? Yeah. Yeah. They have very similar reactions to each other, but the timing is just, off enough to where it seems like they each have their own autonomy so it'll be really interesting to sl- interesting to see how that interplay works out yeah mm-hmm. you know what it reminds me of i mean i think this is clearly what it's supposed to be in the first and i think the second ant-man we have moments where the ants like all team together and all like work together as a colony to like oh, build right. a structure and yeah, then in yeah. this you've got that happening but it's actually ant-man doing it which i think is a clever little way of thinking about that that's a that's a great catch. My mind kind of went to I don't I don't know if you've seen Ralph breaks the internet. No, 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 I haven't. I don't think it's big spoilers to say, but there's a sequence where there are many of him kind of like that, and they all assemble to create like a larger version. My mind went there, but I love yeah you pointing out that Ant Man has actually become the ant in Ant Man. That's, that's right. Great. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the second place we've gotten that where the, him being stepped on by a boot of Kang is another one. Like sure, he's sort of it he is the ant in the, in it, when you it comes to Kang, he is the ant, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think they're driving that home with that imagery. Cause like that little structure he builds with all the different ant man holding each other up looks yeah. very similar to that scene. in the first ant man, when they're going through the water and they're yes. reaching up to like pass down a key or something, I can't even remember part of the heist. Correct. The yes. end. Oh gosh. Okay. So this is the first shot where if you look in the background, you can actually see Modoc. He's behind. Yeah, a couple a of those guards with the 
mm-hmm. blue face masks, but you can see him even better in a in a couple of shots here, I believe. Yeah, it's totally Corey Stoll. That's absolutely Corey Stoll, I feel like. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's a shot of Ant Man, Cassie, and Kang walking forward and it looks like Kang is like touring them and uh yeah, Corey Stoll. That's gonna be really interesting, because uh, this looks like a, this is not a scene of fighting, this is him talking and making right. the deal possibly. It'll be really interesting to see what Corey Stoll or what what um Yellow Jacket has to say here Modoc now has to say to Scott, you know? Yeah, definitely. And they're kind of looking over this man-made or constructed uh, cliffside and that golden light that's kind of like shining through like the red ether there looks very much like the light that we see later on when when the Ant-Men are kind of building each other up to try and reach out to whatever the ultimate goal is. So I have to imagine this is where King is like, this is what I want. Now you'd be the one to get it. And, And to your point, it looks like it's just Scott and Cassie at this point. We don't see the other members of team ant-man right it makes me wonder if so given what we see with ant-man nearing that the golden light source and Mm -hmm. the the mini ant-mans my initial reaction is like that's why kang can't do it because if kang does it it will create more kangs and he does not want that you know what i mean Ah, the, the one thing we know about kang is he wants to be the only kang sure um so if he goes down there to that light source and like whatever he goes through whatever process we see uh scott going through like he's just going to create a bunch of enemies for himself but scott being like a hero of true heart or whatever he Mm -hmm. he can like fool scott into doing like this thing that's sacrificial like because i imagine if all those ant-mans are created they're all having a real lived experience in that moment and they're Mm -hmm. all but one probably are going to sacrifice themselves to get the one to where he needs to be you know yeah you made the allusion to a genie earlier on, and this is like making me think of more of him as like Jafar and Aladdin. Like Jafar had to recruit Aladdin to go into mm. the cave of wonders to, to get the <laughs> lamp because he couldn't do it himself because he wasn't pure of heart. It. So yeah. yeah, no, I love it. I love that. Uh, I wonder how how closely this will mirror. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll be looking for more Aladdin allusions. You ain't never had a king like me. <laughs> never had a king. Never had a king. Um, oh, man. Scott looks a little bit like Homelander right there. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> We're talking about this shot where he's hang- He's hugging Cassie. Uh, yeah, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. The face he's making or something. I think this really great shot of... Uh, Ant-Man, full Ant-Man suit, diving into some sort of structure. This might be him like diving down and shrinking down to go into that uh, golden light source to try to retrieve it, whatever. It looks like it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and oh man, this little weird lava lamp floor. Yeah, very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all like liquid, which is oof, very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, February 17th, so freaking close. This is some Avatar stuff right here. <laughs> uh, we got like this winged creature uh, with um, Hank, we, which we saw in the last trailer, but now we get to see it like skimming the water uh, right. with Hank, Janet, and Hope riding the back of it. So funny how much you see in different trailers because in the last trailer we were lost to like trying to make sure we knew who each person on the thing was. Right. 
Looks like some creatures on the cliffside there. Uh, Man. Yeah, possibly. Okay, but it's too fast to say they're all they're only a blur. You got the motion frame. blurring happening, yeah. Yeah, even frame by frame, can't tell what's going on there. And so I think this is probably like, yeah, look at that. That looks so so ant like. I love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Scott trying to get up there and stop whatever needs to be stopped or or capture whatever needs to be captured. Um, and there's some kind of like in inscription on the bands that are in, in, encircling that golden light source and i'd have to kind of go back and and look and see have we seen yeah so runes people like have been that saying people okay. have been saying online that the similar runes are being written here and on the bands of miss marvel ah okay. and on possibly the ten rings I don't know. Okay. Like, I think this is the first time. But that was that was what people were saying after the last trailer. Okay. I think this is the first time we've gotten this clear a view. Sure. Let me see if I can pull up a shot of the uh, the bangle sure. uh, from Miss Marvel and just like compare um, the yeah, inscription. I, I would lean more into the bangle than I would the ten rings. But I, you know, getting a little bit into speculation, I imagine we're going to find out that the ten rings. And I, and I know I'm not the first to say it, but I do think the Ten Rings may have been uh, from the Quantum Realm or from Kang, knowing that he has this ability to time, time travel and influence timelines. Maybe he was the original owner. But uh, Yeah, and then when you think, think about Miss Marvel, and that show ended up being a time travel show as well. True. So you think about like the, the idea that this, this bangle has this time travel ability and then you're yeah. like, mm, maybe that is Kang, you know, maybe that is an artifact of a previous Kang or, or something we speculated on a previous episode was the idea that this might be a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a, get a good uh, shot of this bangle to pull up on the screen here. Uh-huh. Um, while you're doing that again, with the mention of genie, the villains are the pseudo villains in Miss Marvel were the Jinn. Which is a derivative yes. of of genie, or genie yeah, is a derivative I, of Jin. So I almost said like or Jin when I was talking yeah. about the genies, and then yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, it's very very seems very directional when you're talking about this uh, as as a Jin, like uh, the idea that Kang could actually have been a Jin in their eyes, right. you know? Yeah. Oh man, this is so cool. Yeah, I don't think it's very definitive. Like it's hard to see mm. just looking at it from here. It's hard to see the inscription or whatever you can't really see exactly but it, it's similarly shaped inscriptions but the okay. bangle doesn't look the bangle doesn't look nearly as intricate uh, it doesn't look n- nearly as much like words or like okay. like like some sort of language gotcha um and the one on the 10 rings at least as far as i can tell I, the thing is they both have a lot of circles involved mm. um which i mean with 10 ring that all makes sense with the rings but uh yeah it's hard to tell it's, they, they don't look exactly analog to what we're seeing here but okay. but you could definitely see them being related uh so people are talking as if they are so we'll see we'll see okay. if that comes to fruition okay let's let's move on uh i'm sure there will be people with good breakdowns online i'm sure. from what i can tell they don't look exactly the same but they look similar okay um and moving forward this so looks like ants it's so funny it's oh great. definitely like all, it's just millions of Scots. Is that Cassie? 
looking uh, into the heart Cassie, yes. of this thing. To me, it, okay, and at this point, it looks like, um, yeah, we can see that uh, uh, Janet and, or at least Hank has caught up with them. Right. So I'm assuming Janet has two. So I'm guessing this is what, like, just, just as a trying to figure out the plot thing, I think we get, like, he, he looks like he may miniaturize that, that, whatever that light is. Okay. And then it looks like he's given it to Kang. Like, whatever that light is, is now inside of Kang's fortress, it looks like. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, like, the expression on Cassie's face, I'm wondering, is she waiting for something to come out of that source? Like, is, has Scott gone in there and she's waiting for him to come back out? Or is she preparing herself to dive in? Interesting. That's possible. To me, it looks like they're, like, dre- like, like Janet just walked in and said, you helped him do what? <laughs> mm. Like, and they're looking at it like, oh, we, we just gave, handed him everything he needs. Like, okay. And it looks like hope is in the background there. You can just barely see her face in the, in the Oh corner. yeah, for sure. And then in the next shot, you see hope and, uh, Scott meeting up, which, so I'm assuming this is all that same area. Like mm. they just found them. Uh, it looks like maybe Scott has already done whatever heist needed to be done for Kang. Right. Uh, okay, then we get to this next shot. It shows these, and yeah, this is when it confirmed it for me. These soldiers have that same blue helmet, plain right. blue faces. Um, so it looks like these are the soldiers that can't work for Kang, and they're right. preparing for some sort of, uh, you know. Yeah, it's a mobilization assault. of sorts. Looks like an assault about to take place. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, what do we got here? People we haven't seen before. Um, it looks like maybe just citizens of the quantum realm running from the assault. Right. And that's happening. It could be the amount of smoke and debris in the air, but the background looks a lot different than anything else we've seen in the trailer, to me anyway. Yeah. Well, it, it looks like there's those weird tubules up top. Right. That are uh, like, I don't even know what that is. It looks like little worms reaching down. Like almost techno-organic or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that stuff that the whole Quantum Realm films, techno-organic is probably a good way to talk about it. Um, and also sort of mystical. And, you know, you talk about uh, how the Doctor Strange visual language continued on. And it's mm. interesting because now we know the Doctor Strange visual language was about the different realms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like... Uh, traveling through different realms, traveling to different timelines, it, it all kind of like and multiverse, like all of it kind of combines into you know, uh, magic is just the science we don't understand yet, sort of thing from the first Thor. <laughs> it was funny because like the way Spider Man Far From Home went, I remember when when we first got that one or even the trailers for it, and people were like, "Oh, multiverse confirmed." It's like. The multiverse was confirmed all the way back in 2016, Doctor Strange. Like, the Ancient One told Stephen Strange, like, there's a multiverse out there, and that's where we draw our power from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, and in that movie, that is true, but it seemed like, by multiverse, all of the different realms they travel to in that movie seem like they are just different realms instead of dimensions you got the dark dimension the mirror dimension yeah yeah exactly i get get you yeah but it and and she talks about drawing power from the mirror dimension but now Mm -hmm. it seems like uh the quantum realm is also some sort of realm i really want like Mm -hmm. a a sketch out of how this works because to me it seems to me that each universe has its own 
realms. You know what okay. I mean? Like, like each universe has its own mirror dimension and dark dimension. I guess dimension. I guess there's dimensions, realms, <laughs> and then uh, universes. Right. And then it seems to me that the quantum realm, based on how we've seen it used so far, I still believe it's the stitching between universes. And that's would, why Kang is interested in being there. I would prescribe to that belief as well. Hmm. All right, we have a shot of uh, Janet and Hank hanging on to each other. Like, mm-hmm. what did you do, Scott? <laughs> you know that's got to be what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> this shot uh, that we've seen a, a similar version in the last trailer of a giant man collapsing down and becoming just string on the floor. Ugh. Right. Just like one of the ways of reality warping someone to not existence. It's, mm-hmm. It seems terrifying. Oh, yeah. Great shot of Kang, just looking awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for Jonathan Majors because just the amount of emotion he's able to broadcast in just a couple of seconds there. There's anger, but there's also hurt behind that anger. Mm-hmm. I, I'm super excited. Jonathan Majors is a great actor, and I yeah. am so like the fact they got him for Kang, and I just feel like he was such an up and coming actor that like proved himself so quickly and is immediately in like such a great property to establish himself as like I we're he's gonna be Kang forever, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's always yeah, 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 like yeah. especially if he makes it through all this entire phase um, mm. as being in the Kang Dynasty and everything. Like it's just gonna be he's gonna be such a well known. It's going to be so tied to that role. Um, oh, yeah. In a way, <laughs> poor Jonathan Majors, because, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got such diverse skills, but it's going to be such a meaty role. I'm excited for him. Likewise. Uh, then we, he says, you may not want her to watch this, and then the blue-helmeted Mysterio clones take <laughs> yeah. Cassie from Scott's hands, and he's like, we had a deal. Right. And then we get the actual physical violence. Mm-hmm. Of Kang knocking Scott down and coming down, and just stomping on the poor little ant bug. Mm. Oh, not yet, but yeah. Oh, is this and this? There's an explosion here. Sorry, I'm kind of moved a little too fast. I don't it's know why. Purple I did. explosion. Yeah. So Kang says we had a deal, and then Kang shoots him with this bolt. Mm-hmm. And there's still that like yellow substance in the background and whatever Cassie was looking at earlier. So that, that leads credence to me that it's some kind of portal that people can pass, pass through. through. Okay. It's po- definitely possible. I was thinking it was like maybe a power source is what my mm. mind went to, but it's okay. absolutely possible. Um, oh, is it, did he come through? Oh, they do come through that earlier. Uh, was he being blasted through that? Yeah, maybe. no, so so yeah maybe maybe that's not the same th- as the thing that he's firing on though because earlier in the trailer uh, if I remember correctly Scott can't, Scott walks them through that through a door that looks similar to that mm-hmm. as he's showing them the the like crazy thing down on the floor or whatever let me see if I can oh right here. right before the first time we saw Modok yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. here they go well no see this portal's a little more purple. Yeah, okay, never mind. That's not the same. That, that that's portal gives purple. me more vibes of like what we saw in the final episode of Loki. Yes, 100%. And then it looks like he maybe 
whatever this thing is at the end is either a portal or this more powerful portal possibly or it's um you know mm-hmm. uh, or it's a power source or something mm-hmm. okay getting back to where we were here <laughs> I just remember them walking through that portal and I was like god it's so freaking pretty <laughs> Yeah, whatever that is, that's the MacGuffin of the movie, it seems. Certainly. <laughs> Look at that. And Kang is just like leaping off this thing. And I think it, for a second he forms one of those little discs, right? Or does he not? No, he just jumps. It looks like he's like running across air. Yeah, doing the Star-Lord, Star-Lord thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who is that rolling off? Is that is it Scott? Yeah, that's Scott. Is it Scott? Okay. I thought maybe it was Jan or uh, Hope for a little bit, but I, I think you're right. I yeah, I think there's red in the suit, but I'm not hundred percent. It's definitely not yellow. Mm. Or what does she have? She has like a white the wasp. Okay, then we get this explosion and Modoc descending down on two people. That oh, like good just catch. Yeah, I did, yeah, I didn't see that with him, but yeah, you're totally right. Well, it's, it's the same shot we see him up close, but it's, oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking it's the same shot. Yeah, there's Modoc coming down, and there's a uh, girl Modoc with. Ah, he just looks so good. He looks yeah, so much like Modoc. All his glory with the the angry eyes and the giant grimace. Yeah, that's great. And the and tiny he's got, like, arms. <laughs> he's got like a red uh, jewel in his head too. I wonder what that jewel does. Yeah, good question. It makes me makes me think of uh, Infinity Stones, of course, but that sure. probably isn't isn't the case here. <sighs> Poor Scott, just completely beaten down. Yeah, that's where Jonathan Majors is employing some of that training he did for Creed Three. Just oh, I slugging can't him. wait! Can't wait for Creed Three. Yeah. Whoa, look at those arms. Those arms. Mm. Jonathan Majors is a specimen. <laughs> that <he> uh, is. <laughs> and then uh, we get the shot of Hope uh, right. as, the, as the wasp jumping down. It looks like she's having the same effect where there's multiple wasps being created as she's jumping in. I think, and she looks like she's saving Scott from, you know, whatever so- this pile of scots is <laughs> this is making me think that yeah they've been separated up until this point mm-hmm. scott met up with kang kang had him try to achieve this mission and when it's going south that's when hope swoops in and prevents him from completing his arrangement with kang but also saves him from a pretty terrifying fate well it's it's a really it's just really interesting and I'm, i can't wait to see it in context because if those are all real Scots, she she goes down. She's also mm-hmm. getting multiple of her, but they still like they're co- recombining with her somehow. Right. Uh, but you see a different Scots hand there. Mm-hmm. She reaches down, grabs one of the Scots, and pulls him out. And so it's like, is that, or maybe that's the same Scott two hands? Yeah, that might be two of the same Scots hands. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, what about all those other Scots that are down there? Are they just left to die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in my vision of what's probably happening here is I think he completed the mission, but okay. then it was going to kill him. Whatever it was, he was about uh-huh. to die, and she saves okay. his life, but whatever he did has already like screwed things up to the point um, that we're seeing here. 
Okay. I don't know. That's just the way I saw it. Here's the boot scene. I've been waiting for the yeah. boot scene. Yeah. God. The whole one sleeve Kang thing with the boot to the face. Yeah. This shot, the fact that they placed the camera inside the helmet so you're getting... Mm-hmm. Look how the, high his leg is. Yeah. Ugh, so much leverage to stomp with. Yeah, I, I, I love that shot. Yeah. So Kang breaks the Ant-Man helmet, stomping on it. And then we see a just charred, destroyed Ant-Man helmet. And then Scott getting up and saying, I don't have to win. I just have to make sure we both lose. Mm. Oh, and it just looks like exactly the kind of, I mean, I think these battles are at their best when like the characters really barely make it through. It feels like, you know, and it looks like there's just going to be a lot of stakes to this fight. Definitely. Mm. And then this shot, which I'm guessing is part of that from earlier, uh, Scott falling through a thousand other Scots. Yeah. Getting buried in himself. Claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then we just get this beautiful shot of Blue Kang coming down the disc and then, like, firing. Oh, it's so good. Definitely. It's very, very good. Mm. February 17th, guys. We're doing it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So... After after seeing it up much even closer, what do you think? Yeah, my hype is just still super, super elevated. I'm really excited for what looks like it might be Ant Man's swan swan song here. Um, oh, I'm incredibly you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely uh, think uh it's possible with him saying, make sure we both lose, that he's making the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what has me saying that. And the fact that Cassie's being introduced, um, she could go on to take the mantle. Uh, but yeah, I'm incredibly excited and, and love to get this much of a showcasing of Kang. But at the same time, I find myself being very worried for Scott. So I, I think it's an incredibly effective trailer. I really liked that first trailer, and I, I love the remix of uh elton john's yellow brick road but this Mm. one is just like tonally divergent like really really sense the desperation and mania here so i'm excited how about you man i am i am pumped i am really pumped and i think it seems like the plot is pretty clear like at least the basic sketch of the plot but i still don't know what the stakes are you know and Mm. i still don't know why scott wants to change the past so bad like i know he's had a hard time and um, but it all turned out okay. He saved the universe, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's, it'll make me mad if Scott makes a decision that would undo the work he's done. You know, like I realize you lost time with your daughter. That's terrible, mm-hmm. but you also like saved the universe. You saved everybody else's daughter, you know, like just yeah, like right. have a little bit of like moral, um, calculus when you're making these decisions. Huh. I don't know. I, I, it looks great. looks great. Well, yeah. uh, guys, uh, a lot of people are mad at you, Jay Scotty, uh, in the chat because you, uh, you, you're talking about Ant-Man dying. 
Okay, I apologize. It's not <laughs> can't confirm it, but it's a it's a possibility. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> I do think it's possible. I do think it's possible. It definitely crossed my mind. But uh, I, even if he did die in this movie, I don't think it's over for him because oh sure, this is the, exactly the kind of death. If you're dying in the midst of a million other versions of yourself being created, I feel like there's just so many ways to bring you back. Like oh, I yeah. wouldn't think of this as a final death if he died, but it's uh, it, it's not looking good for him for sure in moments in the trailer, which I love. I love it. Yeah, and. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has a history of like recontextualizing big moments from the comics. And in the House of M, when Scarlet Witch went bad, like her first, one of her first like unforgivable acts was actually killing Scott Lang, like right in front of Cassie Lang. So he eventually came back, but maybe, you know, that again, I don't want to make people mad, but I just have to acknowledge the, the possibility for that happening. There is precedence precedent yeah. for us losing our our lovable our lovable yeah. guy absolutely and with that line you don't want her to watch this and taking cassie away it definitely seems like that's kang's purpose is to mm-hmm. do something to scott oh goodness and what else would galvanize our troops to to face kang as the ultimate big bad going forward than than a sacrifice play like this yep 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 i i hear you i hear you i hope you're wrong yeah, but I, I hope you. I'm wrong too. I hope I'm wrong too. <laughs> Whatever. Send in your letters to uh, Jay Scotty at, at Gmail. I don't know. <laughs> what, what's your social? What's a social where everyone can send you all their their anger that you're you're uh, trying that you really want to kill off Scott Lang? Yeah, Jay Scotty for real. It's uh, number four and R E E L. I'll 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 take it. Yeah, go go go. Uh, you know, follow Jay Scotty and give him all the. Give him all the hate mail about how he <laughs> how he's so celebrating the idea that they're going to kill off Scott Lang finally. Uh, I think that's what he said, guys. I think that's what he said. <laughs> uh, where's the uh, king when you need it? We need to go back and, and rewrite this timeline. <laughs> I'll make a deal. <laughs> I'll make a deal. All right, guys. Uh, but no, be nice to Jay Scotty. I'm just. Teasing. It's all good. But I can I can take it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We will be back very soon. Jay Scotty, tell them where uh, they can find your, uh, not only your social media so they can send you uh, hate mail, but also <laughs> your podcast. Yeah, I am uh, one of the hosts of Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. So every week we cover the latest and the greatest in action animation. So wherever you find your podcast, please seek us out and join in the fun. We appreciate it. Yeah. Animation deliberation. Woo. Um, yeah, I'm excited to uh excited to hear what you guys got coming up. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be back soon with lots of stuff. We got the draft is coming up in just a like uh, next couple days here on the cast, and we got an episode uh, with the wonderful Ashley Coffin coming up. Drafters, you may want to steer clear of Scott Lang. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like you know we think about all the rules for the draft, and I was like in this trailer we know he does something selfish. Mm. But is does that cross the line uh, to you know b- bad intent and get lose him points in the draft? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But one thing I am confident about is that there will be debate. There will be controversy. Mm-hmm. For sure. Such as the draft. Such as the draft. All right, guys. We'll be back soon. Peace. Later. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. 
Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.